So, a bit of news. Elon Musk has offered to buy the Honeymoon Period podcast for £54 billion, pounds, it's, dollars, it's, whatever it it's is. It's a lovely offer. We're thinking about it very hard. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be thinking about it hard, <laughs> I'll be honest. And that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Or, or perhaps, like, just, just some free cinema tickets every now and again. I wouldn't mind quite so much. What would you do with that money? I mean, you could... I, mean I, I would do a lot with that money, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Are you it. thinking what I'm thinking? Um, Water I'm... slides and... Uh... <laughs> no, I'm not thinking what you're thinking. Dodging cars to get around the <laughs> old massive house. Hey, look, I've just got a sofa where you press a button and a little leg rest thing comes up and it's made my life. So that amount of money, who knows what that would do? I would just blow my mind, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you could do a lot more good with it than buying Twitter, but there we go. That should date the, the podcast. So, we're not going to do any TV tonight? No. That was an executive decision made by you five minutes before we turned the recorder on. We could talk about Moon Knight. It's mm. alright, but I don't feel I've got a lot to add to the conversation on it. put it out there? If people want us to talk about Moon Knight, please let us know. Yeah. Because we thought about talking about Moon Knight. We've seen two episodes now. It's Disney Plus's new thing. Yeah. It's Marvel. If you want us to talk about it, please let us know. And we'll come back on and we'll... We'll do an episode. We'll do a special. We'll, we'll, we'll co- I don't think we need to do a special. I think okay. we just we'll just cover it. <laughs> I don't worry, okay. right? Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, we had that. I mean, I had the um, you know long term listeners of the podcast will know my love for a crime documentary. I had the Jimmy Savile documentary to talk about, and then we kind of thought maybe we just don't want to talk about that this evening. Um, but it's just it might happy Easter. Bring the tone down slightly. So something to chew on your Easter eggs. Well. But the other <laughs> the other thing is that. We've seen so many films recently that actually we really just... If we did a full show of what we've been watching on telly and what we've been watching at the cinema or on streaming services, we'd be here for about two hours. So, yeah, let's let's just do the films we've been watching. And we're going to cover some um, quite quickly because they're films that we can talk about in sort of five minutes. Yeah. And then there's some we're going to go into a little bit more detail. And then right at the end, we're going to talk about a film that we've been to see um, separately, of course, in the last 24 hours. And that's... Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. No, colon? no, no, no. You don't need them where to find them. Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Three. Yeah. So No three. There's yeah, no three on that. To me, it's three. It's, okay. the, it's the third one. Right. So we, we're going to talk about that and we're going to just heads up for everyone. We're going to go into spoilers right at the end. So we're going to talk about our thoughts on the film right at the end and then we're going to um, do a little spoiler section. So it's, it's going to be a bit of a different one this time. I'm not going to be able to get my head around it. I can just tell. I'm going to be stopping you every five minutes going, what are we doing now? Love? Yes. What are yes. we doing now? So yeah. Um, what, what are we going to start off with? There, there were a couple of films we said we'd just do sort of five minutes on. We're going to talk about, first of all, you're going to talk about The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to talk about Drive My Car. Okay. We're both going to talk about Spencer, which we watched independently. Yeah. Uh, I've got my thoughts on Morbius. Oh, you do? I forgot about Morbius. I've been sat on this for two weeks and, uh, yeah. And I've not been to see it yet, which is a shame because I wanted to, but I've just not managed it. Is it though? Yeah, yeah I think it is. I think I'd quite like to be able to just take part in the conversation. But anyway, yes. And then we're going to do... Fantastic Beast. Dumbledore. 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 So, do you want to do Drive My Car? Do you want me to do Tammy Faye? We've literally just gone over the... Order. Yeah, but I, I, I just... Yeah, okay, but I thought the bit we're doing together... 
Do you want me to do Tammy Faye first? Yes. Right, yes. okay. So, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, the only reason I know about this film is because Jessica... Chastain. Thank you. I've, weirdly, I was going to go into, like, Jessica Garlic, who was... Was she someone off X Factor or something like that? It predates it. She was first series of Pop Idol, I think. I see. That's where my mind's got. This is what I mean. Eurovision. Right. Well, anyway, Chastain, that Oscar-nominated and now-winning actress, Jessica Chastain. So she, um, like I've said, was nominated um, for Best Actress. She won Best Actress at the Oscars for this film. And I knew she was in it. I knew Andrew Garfield was in it. I knew it was about evangelical preachers. And I love a bit of religion. Mm. And I really like that idea of looking behind the scenes at religious organisations, looking behind the scenes at people who, on the surface, uh, purport to be incredibly devout and perhaps aren't necessarily living the lifestyle that they're trying to get everyone else to live. So I love stuff like that. And this is essentially what The Eyes of Tammy Faye is about. It's about two very famous um, TV preachers. I had never heard of them. This is a real life story. Two What's very the woman fam- called? <laughs> Tammy Faye. Okay. Thanks. Anyway, right, moving on. Two preachers from the telly. You know when they come on the telly and they're like, pledge, pledge to God. So the only thing I know this with reference to is the Genesis video for Jesus He Knows Me. Yeah, totally that. Anyone out there, have a look at that video. It's an amazing video. It's a great song as well. And and it is all about like taking apart the people who come on your television and say, you know, um, don't believe in me. And um, I can't think of the line, but it says something about believing in Jesus and believing me. So anyway, it's people who have one face to the world. Take your money and have a completely different uh, lifestyle and... Um, belief system and moral system um, behind the scenes. So yeah, I love stuff like that. We said we'd only do five minutes, so I'm going to be really brief. This is a television film. Really? It's, it's perfectly serviceable. It's a TV film. I really like the themes in it because, like I say, I like this really unpicking of you know people who say one thing and mean another, particularly around religion. Chastain is fine. I don't think she um, she she wouldn't be my Oscar pick. Up against people like um, someone we're going to talk about later on with Spencer, Christian. It's not Christian, is it? It's um, Kirsten. Kirsten Dunst. No, Stewart. No. Kirsten Stewart. Yeah. Kristen, Kristen. Kristen. Chris, Kristen Stewart? Kirsten Dunst? Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Kristen. K R I S T E N. Anyway, Spencer. Yeah. So. When she was up for the Oscar for Best Actress as well, opposite Chastain, I would have given it to her um, rather than Chastain. I think Chastain's probably got it for historical reasons. But anyway, she's, there's lots of prosthetics. It's a very broad performance. It's fine. I like the ideas more than the execution. It's wasted some time. I've been watching it sort of 20 minutes in bed when like you've been doing other bits and pieces and I've been like just sitting and just watching a bit and watching a bit each night. Um, it's on Disney Plus, which is the only reason I've seen it. Um, I didn't get the pictures to see it. It just arrived on Disney Plus after the Oscars. I don't think it Oscars. was released at the, in the, at the cinemas in the UK. Right, okay. But yeah, it's fine. It, 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 it wasted some time. I liked looking at what happened in reality so I liked the fact that it was a real life story and I was able to go and look at the people and yeah 
It was fine. Nothing to write home about yet. Okay. Drive my car. Drive my car. Do you know anything about this? Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that doesn't really just, count because no. I said I'm watching beep, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you, like, the beep. Roll my eyes. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, all I can think of is, baby, you can drive my car. I have no idea what this film is about, but you've been talking about it for days now. Okay, so this is a, this won the Best Foreign Language Oscars and Best Foreign BAFTA Language Oscar. And BAFTA and probably Golden Globe. Okay. Certainly, it certainly picked up two of them three. It might have picked up all three. Okay. Um, it is the latest film by Ryusuke Hamaguchi. I've not seen any of his other work. I've I've not heard of him until this film. Um, so I don't know if it's a breakout in the Japanese world. Um, I'm not not familiar with his work. But this is about a pretty well-renowned theatre actor and director who is coping with the death of his wife, who dies suddenly whilst there is still quite a few questions open about their relationship. It's it's very slow. You are spending a lot of time looking at the scenery. You are spending a lot of time watching people act because the part of the conceit is in the introduction to the film, the first act, you see the husband and wife together. She passes away in the middle of some marital strain, shall we say. It then fast forwards is two years later and he is travelling to Hiroshima to direct a play. There are people in there that we have met as part of her life, part of part of the play, um, and part as part of the insurance for the play, he is not allowed to drive his car, which is oh, that's a, the whole thing, right? Which okay. is a nineteen eighties, I think, Saab nine hundred. It's a beautiful car. Like you'll see him about, but probably not so much in Japan. And um, yeah, this is his pride and joy. And so the college that he's putting on the performance puts on a young girl to drive his to and forth from his hotel. He learns his lines by putting the tapes on whilst he is whilst he's being driven. It's a modern day film, but there is it still uses a cassette player and stuff like that um, because it's an old car. This is an absolutely beautiful film. It talks about grief. It talks about relationships and how relationships aren't picture perfect but people still love each other my big problem and i know this is a bit problem with me in general this is three hours long oh really Mm. and it's a long it's i mean i suspect if you are if you're watching this in the cinema and you are engaged then there is the three hours will fly by it uses a lot of chekhov's work um as part of the performances so it's waiting for godot and another Chekhov, which is Uncle something or other. Uh, there are some beautiful performance pieces. Uh, Uncle Vanya. Yes, Uncle Vanya. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know these at all. Okay. And I suspect if you are, there is a hell of a lot of subtext okay. in the in the content that is coming out of this. Like I said, I'm not familiar with them. But the way that they are staged is they're multilingual performances. So there are people in Japanese, there are people speaking Cantonese. Um, there are parts that I believe are in English. And there are parts using other forms of communication as well, which is it's really beautifully done on stage. Like I kind of want to see this play um, because it, the way it's staged, there is multiple different versions of subtitles in the background um, projected onto the back of the stage. But yeah, it's... I can see why it's won the foreign language film. It's absolutely beautiful. It is. It it didn't. 
it, it's a four star film for me because although it talks about grief and joy and getting over grief and relationships of just people who you meet, it didn't move me to tears, which is odd because these are sort of things that would probably pluck on my heartstrings. But yeah, it's a it's on Mubi now. If anyone's got Mubi, uh, it's worth like. Titan is another film that's on there at the minute. If you want a very, very different two, <laughs> two films, but they went back to back, and uh, yeah, you'll you'll have a lovely time. Let's talk about Spencer. Spencer, because we've seen that together. Well, we haven't seen it together. We've, we've you watched it yeah. while I was away, <laughs> no, and then yeah. uh, no, sorry, yeah. you watched it, and then I watched it while you were away. Yeah, yeah. So this is the story of Diana Spencer. Well, Diana. Not, is it though? It's it's it's. It's set over a weekend in Sandringham. Yes. And it's the it's Christmas. Yes. So it's Christmas with the royals. And it's from Diana's point of view. We actually don't see the royals very much in this, which I really liked. You see more of the, if you're thinking about upstairs, downstairs, the downstairs staff. Yeah. And the, the ancillary staff around her. Um, but essentially it is from her perspective, you're looking at her perspective of her, her breaking down um, of the, the last days of her marriage. I would, I would I, You don't quite get to know the exact date, but you can see we're coming towards the end of, of the marriage. We're coming towards the end of the fairy tale and she is feeling trapped. She is unwell mentally and physically. And it's very much that um, it, a, a very intense view of a few days in a place that you don't want to be. Yeah. Um, Let's film by Pablo Lorraine, mm. who previously did Jackie, which is a very mm. similar theory of a very well-known female who had a bit of tragedy in her life and how, yeah. Yeah, and it's that, that, that focus, isn't it, on that on that one woman. What do you think? Um, Really, really loved it most of the oh. way through. I really like the... Um, I think we, we've seen... Diana Spencer, Princess of Wales, in whatever capacity you want to sort of call her, we've seen lots of depictions of her now. And there was a time where there wasn't anything and it was almost like people didn't want to go there. And now everyone's gone there. And I think this is the most interesting of the depictions, I think because of the the way that it's formatted, that you, you're not getting her entire life, although you get flashbacks to things, you get, you know, tasters of... Her childhood, for example, she's really thinking about her her time as a Spencer, which is why you know the, the, the where, where we get the name of the film. Going back to her childhood home, all of those ideas, you know, illusions about her father. So lots and lots of like looking at, at the past. I like that rather than the whole oh well here she is getting married here's here's the marriage breaking down here she is you know um in the her untimely death. I really like this this idea and actually I think you could whilst you've got the royal connection whilst you've got the money and the privilege and the food there's so much about food in this film i think you could strip all of that back and you could you could place any woman who is feeling trapped and controlled and who is having problems with eating disorder for example which diana very openly spoke about it during her life and this film does go into that you i really got that sense of being that sense of being in a place that you don't want to be and how that is so the, the word triggering isn't right but 
claustrophobic. It, 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 yeah, it's but also it's it's pushing your buttons all the time. Like all the time, you are on edge because you don't want to be there, and you're desperate to get away. And everything that happens is just wrong. You know, people are telling you what to wear. People are telling you what to eat and when to eat. And and there's this this fam. You know, this this cast of characters of the family that aren't behaving in your necessarily in your best interests because there are rules and there are regulations and there are things that you have to do. I think you could take the, the Diana out of it and it would still be a very compelling film. It lost me towards the end. I think it went, it just went down some pathways that were interesting from a plot perspective, but then and there were some flashes of creativity in there as well. And I think it just sort of lost its way and I wasn't quite sure what it was trying to say. And um, particularly with... Um, there's a character that um, Shape of Water, who's the woman from Sally Hawkins. Saying, Sally Hawkins has a has a role in this, and towards the end, playing just... Hillary from Neighbours. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? Remember Hillary from Neighbours? Yeah, yeah. She's got the same hair. Oh, okay. like that's all I could Fine. think of during this film was who does she look like? Who does she look like? I think yeah. she's also right. So I did this. This isn't my. This isn't a film for me. Because um, it's very arty, and you yeah. love an arty film. But I thought this wouldn't be for me. I, it's, I'm just kind of sick of these, like, oh, it might have happened, but it didn't happen, but it could have happened. Mm, I think this is more likely tells. to have happened than many of the but other But it didn't, versions. though, did it? It didn't. I mean, it's a fictionalised version no, she, of events. She, she spoke very openly, mm. and, and uh, things were written about, you know, the, 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 the fact that she found going to these events very, very difficult. I felt... <laughs> I felt like I just wasn't invited to the party. Okay. Um, I can see there are things going on with dresses. I don't feel I... I think if I understood what these the significance of these mm-hmm. dresses, mm-hmm. I would read more into this, a bit like the Chekhov in Drive My Car. I really liked the bits of her interacting with the kids. Um, mm-hmm. There's a scene where they're playing games, and it's a, it's a lovely little scene. I, I really liked the portrayal of the Queen, I mean, if Isn't you look at the she? actress, if you look yeah. at the actress, she does not look no, like the no, queen. No, no, no. But she acts almost like a mafia don mm. in the background. Like mm. the look she gives and the mm. this quiet dignity whilst judging someone. Mm. Sally Hawkins was the star of this for me. Like, not in it very long. No, but she seems to be playing Paul Burrell's ego. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's that's all. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, the, the person Paul Burrell wishes mm-hmm. he was, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, all I can think of is Hillary from um, Neighbours with her hair. Um, I actually went and to find out what the character was called. I had to go and watch the full uh, Scott and Charlene wedding episode of oh Neighbours. She's all over that episode as well, <laughs> which is kind of a weird thing to go watch back to back. Christian Stewart, I think, is is fine. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I think you're on a hiding... For me, you're on a hiding to nothing playing such a world-famous mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. And at times it comes off like an impression to me. Mm, okay. Um, I thought the accent was perfect. I thought the look was perfect. I, th- I thought she brought something of her own to it. I ah. saw nothing different to uh, like the many portrayals okay. I've seen of... like Yeah. But look, I mean, it's... I think she embodied it. I think she really, she really went for it. You just felt that it was something very important to her, and I felt that come out through the performance. Mm, but yeah, it anyway, did, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. It, this this is a film that I 
admired rather than mm, enjoyed. Yeah. I wouldn't watch it again. I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. I, th- I think Totally Great goes to shit in the third I think it's act, one of but... the things that it would be really interesting to analyse and I've probably enjoyed analysing it more than watching it. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, I can understand that. Mm. Can I get Morbius off my chest? Oh, yes. Yes, you can. Yeah, from Spencer to Morbius. I mean, this is a bit random, Two isn't peas it? in a pod. That's, yeah. a, that's a double... <laughs> yeah. Talking of someone who likes to really embody characters and... You take a performance, ja- good old Jared. We'll come to him. Okay. So Do this is to? this is the latest film in the Spunk universe. No, yeah, Spunk. You Spunk. What? Sorry, what? The so you got the MCU, right? Yes. And then you have the Spunk, which is the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. Oh God, I that's that's genuinely okay. called it. No, I know that, darling, but I've just oh, just no, but I, mean, I get a bit sick who, of this. Who stuff. came up with that? Yeah. Um, this is, yeah, the latest in a long line of Marvel films, Marvel-adjacent films set in a different universe starring people who would previously be considered baddies from Spider-Man that yes. were signed by Sony as part of the deal to get Spider-Man into the MCU. And I only learnt this Spider-Man connection the other day through listening to the yeah. many, many other podcasts that I listened to. I would never have picked that up before. You want a plot summary? Morbius is a human vampire. Yeah. He's a doctor, he's got I mean, a life-threatening disease, he does something to himself, he becomes a human vampire. If you've ever seen the trailer yes. for Morbius, you will know this. And you will know the rest of the film, I suspect. So, I'm warmer to this than most. <laughs> but purely because I learned, I learned halfway, like, not even halfway through, very early on, that this was a film to be laughed at yeah. rather than with. It's not boring. It's just a if you if you play this as a comedy, mm-hmm. you will have a whale of a time, because no one involved in this film has any faith in it. Jared Leto is actually the least of the problems of this film. This is just a really badly made film, almost to the point of like Toxic Avenger and Ed Wood esque films. Like Dave Chen pointed out, this starts off with a flashback twenty five years before, so you see. Michael Morbius as a young child, along with his friend, who in the film is played by Matt Smith. Jared Harris is their doctor. We then fast forward 25 years. Any better film would at least put some dye on Jared Harris's <laughs> beard. Nope, just exactly the same person, same. 25 yeah. years later. Yeah. There is, uh, this bugged me more than it should do, but there is a plot device whereby someone needs to time six hours it, repeatedly. Now, it kind of annoyed me that they used a stopwatch that goes up in time rather than a timer that goes down. But I think it's more cinematic to go towards okay, the go six towards hours six, rather than right, down yeah. to zero. Okay. But there's two ways you can do this. Mm-hmm. You can CG a little Casio watch yeah. to say six hours. Yeah. Or you can get probably a runner that's on minimum wage to set it going and say, right, I need you to get me at five hours 45 so that we can take some film of this. Mm-hmm. The film, the thing, shot the show in the film, it's five hours, it's five. Right. But then it's seconds and milliseconds. Right. So that's five minutes they just waited. They couldn't be bothered to wait five hours for it to go. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's, that's minutes, mate. You've, that's not hours. So it's, it's it's just that real lack of detail and attention and this, care. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, this has been absolutely cut it to has, shit. It has, yeah. People have really enjoyed it as well, I think. If you... The, the most fun to be had at this mm. is to look at the trailers and just see everything that's changed since yes, the first I trailer. as well, yeah. If you watch the trailer, there's a thing... There's a line that's said of... Um, you've been... You've disappeared for two months. No part of the film. Right. This film takes place over a week max. Oh, so that's been wow. cut out. Um, Tyre- that's a major change then, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Tyrese Gibson plays one of the cops, uh-huh. um, along with Al Madrigal, who's an American comedian, who I wasn't really aware of. Two of the most mismatched cop buddies you'll ever see in, in any film. Um, in the trailer, it seems like Tyrese Gibson's got a metal arm. Uh-huh. Not in this film. <laughs> wow. Just, just stuff happens. There's a point where... Um, I find that's quite fascinating, oh, actually. That yeah. sort of before and after and what might have happened. I might have missed the plot point about this. Okay. But it's the sort of thing where we can establish that when he is hopped upon on uh, blood, right. um, Morbius can um, dodge bullets and yeah, move at like super, super speed. Super, yeah. yeah, right, fine. One point, Terry's Gibson's pointing a gun to him. Next thing you do, he's arrested. Like, Nick cuts, smash cut to him being arrested. Like... Why? Why? You just avoid the bullets and like run away. It's this is this is amazingly bad, but enjoyingly so. I'd rather watch a one star film than a two star film, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. a one star film. But I just sat there laughing all the way through. I mean, the post credit sting, and MCU are just trying to undo every single thing that the Sony universe is is trying to get going. You can see that this was due to be released before No Way Home and in the trailer there was there is like things like showing Spider-Man with Murderer like uh, on the thing. Because it was due to be released that long ago and was delayed so many times. They had big plans and there is points in the trailer which I won't spoil just in case anyone watches this um, but they've been had to be shoved to the uh, post-credits thing so I kind of knew it was coming because yeah. it's in the trailer and it's quite a big thing. But yeah, I, I hate to reuse it. Like, it's clear that they have reshot this in on the back of the success of No Way Home to try and get stuff in there. There are people that have bodged together a post-credit staying almost in, and yeah, I hate to use this again, but mm-hmm. the Poochie scene mm-hmm. from Simpsons where it's almost like the animated cell moving along and someone's in the background going... I'm going to leave now, but uh, we can work together. It's a bad film. Mm. This is probably the worst film you'll see all year. And I had a whale of a time watching it. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, I'm glad, rather than you going to see it and being like, oh, this is terrible, and I didn't get anything out of it. You did come back and you were a little bit bouncy, and I was like, how? Because everyone's ripping this apart. But I think if you go into it with the right spirit... Oh, if and you, you like don't care as well as the film. If me and you had a few drinks yeah. and put it on, we'd have a whale of a time yeah, just laughing at it. Time. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I might wait until, wait until it comes on streaming, which I'm sure won't be that long. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll watch it on a Friday night. I mean, this made a fair bit of money its first week, yeah. and then, and then absolutely dropped. fell apart. Word of mouth. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then. So, uh, final film of the evening will be Fantastic Beasts: The Cr- No, no Secrets. The- the Secrets of Dumbledore. I still want to keep calling it The Crimes of Grindelwald, but that was the second one. Yes. So, yeah, we've, we've been to see it. We've actually been to see it pretty 
pretty close to recording actually so we've got a lot to say and been singing the harry potter theme tune to each other quite a lot of the it's the hedwig's theme isn't it we've been singing to each other most most of the day which is i'm sure has been delightful for everyone else listening I hope there's no one else listening. I was just thinking, who would else? Who else would well, be listening? Blake, well, Blake, but I don't he's think not going to be yeah. too bothered. But yeah, yeah, okay, moving on. If there's anyone in here? Please <laughs> yeah, get out. Okay. Right, so we're going to do our thoughts before you get started. We're going to do our general thoughts on it, and uh, then we'll do spoilers. But we will, um, we'll do a great big spoilery, spoilery alarm. Yeah. So we left at the end of Crimes of Grindelwald, mm. where Grindelwald, at that point played by Johnny Depp, mm. uh, has recruited a bit of an army together. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got plenty of followers anyway, but he's yeah. taken some of the lead people that we've come to know: Queenie, Queenie, Credence. Yeah, um, that's as many as I can. And, and other people other whose people. three films um, I don't know the name of. Yeah, yeah, to to be sort of like his leadership team. Yeah. And that's basically as much as I can go into before mm. the beginning of the plot. Yeah. Um, this follows Newt Scaramander. It follows Dumbledore. Yeah, it follows almost directly after Yeah. After the end of that film, doesn't Grind- it, really? Grindelwald is a wanted man. Yeah. And thus we begin. Yeah. Oh, Grindelwald now played by Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. They've got as much of a curse as the Poirot films haven't they mm, because yeah. Ezra Miller's become has now become problematic yeah. and um I mean he's been very lucky in that all the attention after the Oscars was on Will Smith uh, yes. whereas yeah. yeah yeah I did think that actually while I was watching the film like aside from the film I was when he popped up on screen and then I thought about the Mads Mikkelsen um the you know, um, I was going to say merging into Johnny Depp, but that, that would be wrong. But you're know, taking over yes. from from Johnny Depp, and then obviously everything around the production of Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling, and all of all of the the discourse yeah. around the films and the people involved with those films. I was really thinking about that actually as the mm. as the film came out, and it oh it really detracts from. I don't know about you, but like maybe it was because. I found that to be more, and I'm going to put it in inverted commas, interesting. Not not interesting in that, oh, hooray, slap my thigh, that's such a good thing. But you know, in more of the, oh, right, that's pulling my mind over to there, than the actual film itself. Okay. Shall I go first in my thoughts? Yeah, I think you probably just guessed mine then. Yeah, I think this is better than the second Fantastic Beasts film. That is damning with faint praise. Um, I've been trying to work out what isn't working about these films. Because, I mean, this is on track to do really poorly. I don't think we're going to be getting a fourth and fifth Oh, they film. said... I was just looking this yeah. up. They are absolutely saying they're going to get a fourth and fifth. We'll see. We'll see. I'll put... Mm. I'd, 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 I would put some money on them not, but... Um, okay. And I think the cast of characters in this... I think Newt Scaramander is, is fine... Um, I really enjoyed his relationship with Catherine Watson's character from the first two films, but for reasons that seems like she is... I don't think spoilers say she is not very much in this film. The rest of the cast of characters, I just don't give a shit about. And they've... There is clearly, whether it was planned or not, there has been a pivot to characters we know and love using more of Dumbledore, using more of the 
character of Hogwarts and you know this is this is very a lot of time is spent in places we we are familiar with in this I just don't like a lot of the characters and I just don't care like Mm -hmm. I I only watched the Crimes of Grindelwald like a month ago and I was a couple of these characters I was like I'm not sure if I've seen these people before (sighs) Jacob who is the audience surrogate played by played by Dan Fogler. He's a bit annoying. But when you add him with Queenie, I think I've been racking my heart my head and I'm not sure there is a, a screen coupling I hate more than these two. Hate? What, yeah. why hate? That's odd. Because they never felt like a couple in the first film and now okay. I'm now I'm three hours into this. Like okay. it or three films into it, like six mm. hours into it plus. Okay. They just the they're just really annoying. <laughs> yeah, I think they are very sort of not annoying. I wouldn't call them annoying, but I think they're they're particular types of people, and that's why they go together in the film because she's very sort of like almost she's got this almost like Marilyn Monroe esque. She, I mean, she doesn't in the later films, but to begin with, very bubbly, very kooky, very you know because she can hear people's thoughts and mm. there's this real squeaky voice. To her, no, not so much in this film, but and he is like this bumbling, you know, this guy who wants to open the bakery, and they're just they're meant to be just nice people. Yeah, do you know what Marilyn Monroe never married? A bumbling baker. <laughs> yeah, I know. She married but... baseball stars. Yeah, she yeah. married. That's nice, I, isn't I just it? don't like, buy it. Yeah, yeah, I've never yeah, bought it. Nice. This I like oh, it. Ra- I like it. Good. But I, d- I mean, I don't like the film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can probably tell from. My, my voice when we started out talking about this. I just don't care. I just don't care. And I don't... I just don't know why. I mean, it's fine. The film is fine. The production is great. You know, is it's it? beautiful. I really, really like Jude Laura's Dumbledore. I really do. I really like his relationship with um, uh, Gellert Grindelwald, now played by Mads Mikkelsen. I think the two of those yeah. are... Um, are really compelling when they're on screen together, as you would expect from Jude Law and Mads Mikkelsen. But the, there's a scene at the beginning of the film where they, where they are talking together and I thought, oh, this is so compelling that I'm not thinking about all those other things. And then other people came on screen and I started to think about those other things. And I started to think, well, why, why am I not feeling like I'm in the cinema? My screening was very, very quiet. So I don't know whether that helped, but I just... I was always aware of the fact that I was in the pictures and I was watching a film and I checked my watch loads and loads of times. I didn't care for the plot. I got annoyed about the animals. And that's this this merger, isn't it, of like, oh, the fantastic beasts, but also we're going to learn about Dumbledore. We're also going to learn about this. And I just don't think it, it goes together. You said something earlier about, you know, we, we go back to places that we know and we love, like Hogwarts, and it spends a lot of time there. I don't think it does spend a lot of time there. I think the trailer sets it up that we're going to be back at Hogwarts. I think we're going to... All these places that we know, we go to a pub that's in one of the films later on. We see a character that we see in one of the films later on, and we're in Hogwarts for about five minutes. The rest of the time... We're in Berlin. We're in a bakery. We're up in Bhutan. You know, do you know what I mean? Character <laughs> we know played by Jeff from Coupling, Jeff which from Coupling. I just yeah. can't stop thinking. Oh god, it's I Jeff really from Coupling. It. I know it's amazing. I'm so happy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I just, I just don't care. And and I don't think the plot made any sense. And I don't. I thought the ending was really, really poor. So, so yeah. going on to the plot. So this is yeah. This is largely a heist movie. And it sets it up early. And 
none of the plot really makes any matter. sense. It doesn't matter. And, but they, I think they kind of get away with it because there is a thing going, we need to confuse him because for reasons people can see what they're doing and yeah. stuff like that. It but it matter. is just like sub-Ocean's you know Eleven. What? If none of that had happened... Yeah, the thing still the would thing have happened. The thing would still have happened. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, it's Ocean nine and three quarters I, just, um, I know people have been saying oh it's like a, a heist and a spy and a thriller and I, I just didn't get no, that at all I didn't get that at all I, if I did you know I'd be the first one to love it You, we get a cast of characters that I don't care about mm. um, you and, know. and I, it sets up things like someone pops up at the end um, and there's like a couple of people waiting for them and they're like you know there's a throwaway line of what took you so long and I don't care that they were there I don't even and, know what you're yeah, talking exactly. about here. I bet you, and you just kind of go oh alright are we meant to care about this person because I know nothing about them I don't know why they've been doing the things that they're doing and I don't know why them suddenly turning up at this point has any relevance to the film whatsoever and it doesn't because they turn up they go on their way and then nothing else happens we'll, we'll talk about it in spoilers we'll talk about it in spoilers it. but that's what i mean it's just so throwaway there was a scene at the beginning um which i to this um, i want to talk to about you mm. to you about it in spoilers because i don't know if it was a dream sequence because mm. it made no sense to the rest of the film that someone went and visited someone mm. and i was like Oh, well, oh. And then it just moved on to another scene. Like, almost it was put in by mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff, people go off and do the little things, and then they... The thing about going back to Oceans, the thing at the end is, you're not always sure why they're doing what they're doing, but there's that bit at the end where it all comes all together. together. Mm. Never done happen on this. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, yeah. it's used to just have someone something to do. Um, mm. I mean, mine, my... My showing, which was on a Thursday night, but bank holiday Thursday, so mm-hmm. like it was, there was maybe like 15, 20 people in there. Mm-hmm. The people behind me were whispering, and oh, yeah. you know, normally I'd just yeah. give them like things, but I, God, like they were bored. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was bored. Yeah. Um, it's better than the second film. I will stand by that. But yeah, the only two things I actually heard them say was um, towards the end, this is shit, which, you know, <laughs> applaud. And she's skinny, isn't she? <laughs> which I won't say where, but you can probably work out where. Oh, yeah. God. Um, uh, yeah. Like, this is the end. They will no- yeah. There is absolutely no way they will do a fourth film. That is my guarantee. Okay, all right. Oh, we'll come back to that in a few years' time, I think. If, 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 <laughs> if they make a fourth film, I will watch whatever Henry VIII-esque... <laughs> Keith Rochelle film you want me to I watch. I mean, it's Keith Michelle, but well done, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Honey, I think I've made you watch all of the Six Wives of Henry VIII films there are out there, um, which you very, very uh, gainfully have uh, have done for me during the past nearly ten years. I've not seen Anne of a Thousand Days yet. Oh, but, but uh, it's on your list because yes. um, it, it won lots of things. So, yeah, yeah we can watch that. Yeah. Not one of my favourites, I have to say. Oh, well, sorry. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, so, yes. Should we go in, in spoilers and just cover a couple of things? If, if that... you are aghast at this at mm. this review and you really enjoy this, good luck to you. Yeah, like, and and you might want might want to not stay for spoilers. I'm glad you, I'm glad you're getting what yeah, you want. Yeah, and, and and yeah, there will there'll be people out there who love this and will love all of the little nods and th- but yeah, just as a whole, I am not convinced that this should maybe the first film and that was it. I am not convinced this should. This is the franchise. I'm going to repeat. Go over this again. This is a franchise that 
should not have occurred. It's the a first franchise, franchise was right. It's a franchise to pass the time until Daniel mm. Radcliffe and Emma Watson and Rupert Grint are old enough to, to do be the film Cursed of Cursed Child. The, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. And to keep the keep the money keep the money rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Okay, well, Spoilers look, no, from let's here just on in. so if you are leaving us here Thank you very much for listening. Oh, yes, thank you. We are on the Instagram and Twitter at The Honeymoon Pod. And if you'd like to leave us a review, you can do so on iTunes or Spotify. And we would really appreciate it. Spoilers. Now spoilers. Now spoilers. Can I start with a bit of the bloke that pops up at the end? Yeah. And we'll cover that before I forget about it. Because we will. We'll forget yes. about it. And then it'll, um, it will make no sense when people listen to that. Mm. So it's the guy Youssef, who's the, who's the French guy who's got the pure bloodline. And he's spying at, in Grindelwald. And we're meant to think, is he spying? Is he not? <sighs> and then at the end, um, Lally and... Um, is his name Fisia? Anyway, Newt's brother. Brother, yeah. Um... They, he turns up, he looks like he's going to attack them, yeah, and, turns and then he and turns around and gets rid of it. And then they go, oh, you took your time. Yeah. Were we waiting for him? Yeah. What yeah. did he actually do? Yeah. Because yeah. he just brought those people there. And then, then got rid of then them. Then got rid of them, which they could have done quite yeah. easily. And then he plays no further part in the rest yeah. of the film. Yeah. That plot line, to me, was just... They, they gave him nothing to do. Yeah. I had no idea. It took me a long time to remember he was in the... Well, I, in, I didn't in, know. In I, I looked back and had to kind of go, oh, right, yeah, so I'm he's... I'm not convinced it's the same actor. It is the same actor. Is it the same, same actor? Because I was looking thinking, oh... And he okay. plays um, Zoe Kravitz's brother. Yes, yes yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, fine, if we've got all that backstory, but he... He was just, yeah. Mm. Um, I thought the bit about the memories, you know, been taken away his sister's memories. I thought that was very poignant, and I did. Yeah. I li- there were there were some flashes of of darkness that I really really enjoyed. Yeah. Um. So the bit at the beginning that you were talking about, which was that you thought it was might be a dream sequence, is yeah. that between Gellert and Dumbledore? No, 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 no. So Jacob's in his little bakery all sad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and Queenie. Queenie comes turns in, up, but it's not really her. Yeah, he's just, he's just, he's making believe. Right, okay, so that's, because I was getting distracted by the people talking. Oh, okay. There was a light in the corner of my eye that was, yeah, annoying me. And so then the next thing I knew, we had, um, we had Mrs. American Mm. with a very inconsistent accent. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I wonder if she's British, because it did feel like it was, she was really trying to do that American drawl. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, uh, I liked her though. I really liked her. This um, we're talking about the same woman, aren't we? Professor yes. Hicks. Yes. Um, who's Lally Hicks? Who's meant to be from Ilvam? Yeah. I just oh, didn't yeah. Care. Okay. I really, yeah. but I liked her. I thought she was um, an interesting presence. I wish she had more to do. I and I thought like the charmy bits and you know the bits where she's putting the paper around and all the spells and everything were, were very good. So I liked her. I'd like to have seen more of her in earlier things. Can we talk about Catherine Waterston? <laughs> Right, <laughs> who did not appear in this film? She's bloody skinny. That 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 is not her. That is that's her face on yes. someone else. I was I, I was going to say she was not it, on the set. It was at any point the uncanny canniest valleys yeah. of uncanniest valleys. Because when she's walking down the street, her face is yes. It, you know, I can, you won't see this on podcast, but I'm putting my hand above my, my her face was moving and the head was moving in a different way. Yeah, yeah, it just wasn't right at all. Yeah, she was not. She, she I, was not. I, in, I can only assume know. it was a COVID related issue yeah. or a visa related issue yeah. or just a or just she's doing something she's else. 
sick of these um, I mean, films. yeah. I mean, but she's the enough. one thing that I actually like about the earlier mm. films. She's the one character who I actually wants to. No, I don't like any of I like Jacob and I like Queenie, which is weird because you don't. Yeah. But I can't stand Newt Scamander. I'm sorry. I just... It's just Eddie I Redmayne mean, playing everything that Eddie Redmayne always plays. It's just too... It's too much for me. It's too, like... It's so affected, that performance and it, mm. that head tilt. And then, I like his brother. I think his brother is, like, really interesting. And I'd like to Fake know James more... Norton. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to know more, more about him. But I thought he he did very well very um some really interesting line readings. Obviously Jude Law is like your MVP, isn't he? And and I really like the fact that they they're really explicit in the film about the love between yes. him and Gellert. Not which, in China. Not in not. China. I understand <laughs> that they've cut all of that out. <sighs> but um I really like that there was that talk of that of, of that love and the bond and all yeah, of that. And Mads Mikkelsen is infinitely better at playing totally. this than he feels menacing rather than just yeah. like I Mr. Mean, Freeze. There's huge um Trumpian vibes going on, but he's not playing it as a cartoon character. I'm saying Trumpian vibes because I'm saying here's someone who's a pop- popular character. I'm saying that in inverted commas. A popular character who then people say, Oh, let him run. Well let him run. Oh, you know, and oh, we so ain't I took a very different thing to oh, okay. this. I took that this was because J.K. Rowling did the screenplay for mm-hmm. this. I felt this might be a part of her politics coming out about a certain political party leadership of, we'll just put him on the on the ballot, and um, and then because she's been very out uh, outspoken about oh, right, Jeremy okay. Corbyn. Oh, I didn't get that. At that all. that was the first thing that came to my mind. Right. Okay. Might be completely because obviously but... completely different ends of the spectrum yeah, in terms but... of though your right wing and your left wing. It doesn't but... take a big Google. I I googled okay. J.K. Rowling, Jeremy Corbyn as soon as I came okay. out, and it was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's that's definitely that's in line with her views on it. Interesting. I went off the off the other side because I thought mm. you know because people said that about Trump. Is it oh, oh let him put him on the ballot? He's an he's an idiot. No one will ever vote for him. And then of course then you know, yeah. we all know what happened there. But yeah, okay, that's interesting. But yeah. What I've always liked about the stories is that you have that, and it's, it, I mean, it's, you see it in lots of different storytelling modes where you bring history in, into fiction. And I always remember her talking about who the, um, the Minister of Magic, who's around when Harry is young and at the school she's you know he i think she really um went back to the prime ministers around the the um around the wars and Mm. and she was talking about oh they're they're very direct links to politicians of yore so yeah it's yeah it it always feeds in doesn't it and there are a number of fascist illusions in these in yes absolutely particular um yeah um one thing that I was very relieved about, mm-hmm. I really thought at the very end when the deer thing, the deer. I don't know what it's called. It's a, I think it's a quillen or a killin or a whatever. I'm not killing might not I'm be not a good even word, but to no. look it up. Yeah, goes and bows at Dumbledore. Yeah, it's like oh, there's someone else here. Yeah, I really thought it was going to go and bow at Jacob after all the thing I about. I thought that, I and I that. was so glad that that wasn't I the case. I totally thought that. I thought it was going to go and bow at Jacob to begin with. Yeah. I thought that was going to be the whole Bowie thing. Um, but not, no, it, not just, David. It, it, um, it, it just bows at the woman who looks a little bit yeah. like J.K. Rowling. <laughs> um, the woman who we know nothing about. Nope. Who we know might have um, nearly been poisoned. Um, yeah. Even though she was like looking at the cup, clearly there was something wrong in the cup as well. Like, would you, would you have drank that? It's swirling around. It's swirling around, yeah. 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 Don't drink yeah. it. Um, 
So yeah, the woman that we're meant to. What about the other bloke? What's wrong? What was wrong with the other bloke? There was a line earlier on about how yeah there was oh something. when they were on the train yeah, it was like Lou is um, yeah. yeah okay I didn't even right. know what they were really talking I about at that point I because I think there is a lot of I think I think a lot of this might play into like wider reading if you are someone who has read all the Fantastic Beasts books back to back then maybe like illusions in there to other things but I have no and if you're like majorly in the wizarding world and this is obviously extending the wizarding world Mm. and it's giving you more information about Aberforth and Credence and the Dumbledores and that that she's going down that route and then the other there's another guy who's written as well I think his name's Steve Close possibly but anyway yeah they are clearly going down that sort of extension of the Dumbledore family tree I think they need to stop this now. <laughs> yeah. um, well, it's it's sad, isn't it? Because I can't. I went in wanting to feel a little bit more positive, and it's 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 fine. It's a it's fine. I think it's that thing of I wanted to care more. I want I want to care more about these films rather than going to see them because I feel like I need to tick them think, off because yeah. I've seen the other ones, and that's how I felt today. I think. I mean, I, I put them in the same bracket as the hobbit films in that they make me dislike the original lord of the rings films and the original harry potter it makes me think less about that which it should never right it really does yeah that's such a good um comparison because thank you that um the hobbit films again like they were they were good weren't they like they were they were um produced and when i talk about good i mean the people in them were good the production was great the direction you know all of these things together were, were good and yet it just didn't feel anything yeah whereas the original films you know mm. Mm. anyway yes let's i think we've talked enough about um this one yeah 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 there won't be a fourth okay all right i'll keep you to that i'll mm. keep remembering it well thanks okay. a lot for listening yeah, thanks for listening to the uh the the end of the podcast and even into the spoilers please refer back to previous <laughs> yeah. posts about we, we get it wrong every time so i know um, we do we're not very least. good at selling the the old, the old pod but yeah um we're on instagram we're on twitter we you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts and please leave us a review yes if you could leave us a, a, a kind review please mm. even though we've just pulled one of the bit. most beloved franchises <laughs> yes, apart yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Back soon. Bye. Bye.